Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk a little football is Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noobs from BetUS. Noobs, thanks so much for joining us. We will get to your takes and bets for Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football's doubleheader uh, in just a bit. But first, from the prop market perspective, are there lessons learned from week two that we can take with us going forward? That's a great question, and I was trying to think about that all morning. Um, you know, I start with stuff like Puka Nakua in um, – sorry, there's the Los Angeles Rams. I almost said St. Louis again. I still – I guess I'm aging yeah. myself at this point. But, uh, you know, don't be afraid of, of looking at some of these early trends and, and kind of going away from them. Uh, you see clear roles for players again, like a guy like Puka. I, I don't know how I feel better recalling it the Cooper Cup role, but – Again, he's clearly got a nice spot in that offense. He's looked really, really good. And at the same time, you know, we learned a lot about Joe Burrow week one. He just does not seem to be right. Kudos to anybody that had the guts to go in after that first game and bet some Joe Burrow unders. It is a sport where you can overreact, but I think we do have enough tail of the tape here for about two weeks where, you know, some of these smaller niche things, you got to attack them early because they're going to disappear fast. Uh, Noops, not – are they but how much better are the cowboys than your eagles <laughs> well my eagles is a bit like as a philadelphia and i'm surrounded by eagles Whoa. fans so it's tough to be an eagles fan but I, I don't know the cowboys look really good 
good, and it's hard to figure out. You know, you look at an Eagles team that first game didn't take a big step back. The Eagles look like they did last year, right? First half team that, for whatever reason, that fourth mm. quarter comes and, and things all of a sudden start to get really weird. I think that you know it's hard to compare the first two weeks. The Cowboys just a cakewalk of, of a schedule here to start. Um, you know that Giants game. I think the Giants will be better, but clearly got shook early in that game and gave up. The Jets were pretty pitiful yesterday whereas you have an Eagles team that has to go into New England that's a tough game and then you know they have to play the worst Thursday night game anyone does all season that week two Thursday night game is brutal but there has to be some concerns about again for the second year in a row it seems like something about that coaching staff they know how to start the finishing could be tough though well since it is overreaction Monday who do you think looks like the best team in the NFC Niners have also been impressive is Brock Purdy the real deal maybe it doesn't matter which team in the NFC has impressed you the most well, I know that this has been an anti-49ers show, but I think it's the 49ers. I don't think you can look at any team <laughs> in the know. NFC and not be more impressed when you talk about the expectations coming in. You know, the Cowboys have been great, but the 49ers have, have just been fantastic. Um, you know, that division game against the Ram teams, it was improved. I really like the way that they took control of that. Uh, they beat the pants off of Pittsburgh in week one. And Brock Purdy doesn't have to be great. I mean, you watch the way San Francisco builds this team. It's all about filling in those skill position players. I mean, McCaffrey's incredible. Debo's great. Ayuk is good. All Purdy has to do is sort of not lose these games, and he's actually contributing positively. So I don't see how you look at the NFC and pick any other team than the 49ers at this point. Well, let's move on now to Monday Night Football. We've got the Saints and the Panthers. Uh, Is there a side total? Any props that stand out to you? Yeah, both games tonight I expect to be pretty ugly. Um, you know, this New Orleans Saints team looks like a solid football team, but I'm, I struggle to see how they're going to score. The Carolina defense is pretty good, but, again, that Panthers team with a rookie quarterback has struggled to score. So the total 39.5 makes sense to me. I, I might look at maybe a first half under there, something like that. These teams have really started slow. Uh, from a spread perspective, I lean towards the Panthers, but it just – it's really tough. You know, maybe I'll end up probably with the Panthers, um, Pittsburgh uh, Steelers teaser there. I think that's a pretty good idea yes. if, you're, if you're looking basically to play the sides there. But um, you guys know I love the touchdown market, and there are four names in first touchdown market I like here. Our friends at MGM are offering Taysom Hill and Jawan Johnson at 16-1. to 1. The Saints love throwing to the tight end early. Taysom Hill is always involved in those early packages. I think those are great numbers. And then for the Carolina Panthers, Hayden Hurst at 18-1. to 1 you got to play your tight ends, especially against the New Orleans team that has been poor against tight ends for you know a couple of years now at this point, given the way they set up that scheme. And then Terrace Marshall, the most targeted wide receiver on that team, is 20-1 to 1 to score the first touchdown. So I'll take those four for first touchdown, and then they're all anytime touchdown scores at 3-1 to one or better. A little sprinkle on all that. I like, I like those. Some good stuff. Uh, quick follow-up on that game. With, uh, with the Saints. Like Carr was pushing it down the field. Doesn't have Camara uh, in week one, but I guess it's a little bit. I, I'm I'm trying to figure out both of these teams, and we know without J.C. Horn, like that, that's really going to put this Panthers team in tough shakes. You know, Bryce Young with two picks in his first game, but when you're looking at numbers, like we refer to stuff from week one, first couple weeks. How how long do you wait before you really start to trust anything? As as these so much in these teams change from year to year. 
It is a really good question, Joe, because it, not only is it a small sample size for even a whole year, we only have one week of data at this point to look at this team. Now, uh, you know, this New Orleans team outside of the Derek Carr change is pretty much the same team it was last year. Um, Derek Carr, probably a little bit better quarterback. So I do lean a little bit on last year's numbers. It, it, they just seem to me like if you ask me which team in the NFL is the most average, who would I put right in the middle? I think it's this New Orleans team. They're not really bad at much. They're not really good at much. And I expect them to, again, be kind of right along that line, an eight and nine team, maybe a nine and eight team, you know, plus or minus zero points as we get through the whole season. With J.C. Horn out, where else might you be looking in the prop market? I was thinking maybe Chris Olave could go over either his receptions or yardage. Any other props that you'll be looking at in this matchup? Yeah, I think you guys hit the nail on the head there. The Horn piece is really huge for this Carolina defense. Um, mm -hmm. Again, I still think it's going to be an ugly football game, given that New Orleans just doesn't really you know, like to open it up. But I like what you said. I think Olave is a really great piece there. I would look at his receptions over, his receiving yards over. He's plus 190 to score a touchdown. I don't think that's a bad look at all. And I don't know if I'm a sucker for this. I continue to watch Michael Thomas and think that at some point he's going to be part of this offense. I don't know if I'm looking at his yards and receptions, but again, to score a touchdown at plus 250, I don't know how many more weeks we get of a number over two to one there. Yep. Let's move on now to Browns and Steelers. Uh, Cleveland's on the road, but they're two-point favorites. The total's 38. Another low total here. Interesting, especially given how many overs we saw on Sunday. But my question to you uh, when previewing this game is this. Is Deshaun Watson broken? Because there were some really bad throws he had in week one. And had he connected on those, then they would have beaten Cincinnati in an absolute rout above and beyond what they already did. It's really hard to tell. You look at the film from the end of last year and you try to think to yourself, well, Watson is out of shape. You know, he hasn't been playing football too much, but had the whole offseason, did get some run in in preseason. And like you said, just looks like a shell of himself was throwing balls that were floating through the air. There wasn't really anything kind of, you know, no, none of those nice bullet throws we're used to seeing. And this Cleveland offense is a little different than what we saw uh, Deshaun Watson doing his Houston days where he was running around a lot, throwing the ball deep. So it's hard to parse a lot of that. But as part of kind of my general theory of Cleveland being one of the best fade teams this week, uh, Deshaun Watson did not look good last week. They have a bunch of injuries here. They picked up a couple on the offensive line. A couple of their defensive players look like they're beat up here. And they walk into a game against a Pittsburgh Steelers team that got totally clowned by San Francisco. But hard to believe the Steelers are as bad as they are. And I think this is a great spot to take the, the underdog here. I like the Steelers. Uh, again, the plus two, if you can tease that up to eight. If you've got something you want to tease next week, go ahead, grab that in. Plus 110 on the money line I think is really nice. I have the Steelers a short favor here. Uh, Alex, I want to ask you about coaching trends and if you buy into this at all. So the second Monday night game, the one we're talking about, Brown Steelers, Stefanski, when he's favored, not very good against the spread. Tomlin as an underdog, phenomenal. Even more so at home. Do you buy into uh, to, to those sorts of numbers, trends, whatever you want to call it on any level? I think that there is some value in some of those. You know, Stefanski, I don't know if he's been a head coach long enough for, for me to really consider looking at that. Plus, you have the constant change in quarterback situation. But Mike Tomlin shows us time and time again, year after year after year, we underrate a Steelers team because, you know, as football analysts, we're looking for a great quarterback, a flashy offense, you know, some really good skill position players, whether it be on offense or defense. And Pittsburgh just kind of comes out as vanilla ice cream every year and continues to be delicious. <laughs> I mean, they are 
a great team. He continues to have a winning record. So I like that Tomlin trend, but I will also add it's, it's hard for me to look at underdog and favorite trends with a two-point spread. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I love vanilla ice cream. Great, great stuff by you. (laughs) Sean Watson's rushing prop, just to go back to this. 24 and a half. He had 45 yards rushing. If he, maybe he is broken, maybe he needs to go back to using his legs a bit more. I thought 24 and a half was super low. It's only minus one. It's a really interesting number because you're right. He went over 40 last week, but he's going to see a lot different uh, pressure this week. He didn't take too many sacks last week, and that's when those rushing props start to get weird. You'll have him come out, you know, make three or four runs, get to 35 yards, and then as the game starts to salt away, a five-yard sack, a six-yard sack, a seven-yard sack. So I think you're right. The number's a little low, but I think that's the market looking at it and being like, you know what, he's going to get sacked this week, and it's going to make it tough. Okay. Uh, I, I guess a two-parter for you. It, again, going back to this whole Watson thing, uh, what if he also throws short? Uh, you know, maybe it's to his running backs or to someone who's sort of, you know, cutting over the middle, something like that. Maybe someone behind the line of scrimmage. Is there perhaps a prop to go over as far as a receiver or running back or a tight end? And maybe that's how they hit their number is that, okay, this is a deacon dunk quarterback now, and this is just the way it is and rely on their defense to win football games. So that's part one. Is there a receiver who could get, you know, short catches and they'll go over their prop there. And then my second question is, what do you put on your vanilla ice cream? Well, vanilla ice cream doesn't really require much. I think that you're looking at maybe a hot fudge situation there. I'm always, I like a caramel drizzle. Not a big sprinkles guy. I just, it doesn't really work for me, the flavor there. So I'll stick with that. But then it's tough. You've got hot fudge. The ice cream melts very quickly. Now, as for Cleveland, I like your question there. And I think this leads us to some pretty good looks. Um, You know, if you're going to play wide receiver or tight end props for Cleveland, I think you look at receptions and not yards. He has been throwing the ball under a lot more. I think that, again, Stefanski is running a more conservative offense here. So as I start to look at guys, and and you can almost see it last week. I mean, seven targets for Elijah Moore. Now only three catches there, but a lot of those were underneath. Amari Cooper looks like he's going to be out tonight. So I would look at maybe somebody like David Njoku. Again, the way that Pittsburgh defense sets up, the linebackers are more focused as pass rushers and sort of controlling the line of scrimmage. And you're going to get some opportunities over the middle. So I think Njoku's reception's over. is probably a nice place to start. You know what was stupid was um, the hot fudge that would turn into a shell when you put it on the ice yes. cream. Oh, I love, that trend, I love that. Oh, no. no, no. 
It's dumb. No. No, it's no we're dumb. right. You're no, wrong. no, no. Oh, no. Syrup. Delicious. Correct. Correct. Fudge better. It's dumb. Stupid. It Get out of here. Dairy, Dairy Queen, Queen dip cones? Oh, oh yeah. That's different. Yeah, that's yeah. not a hard shell. That's not as... Uh, whatever. What? Um, okay. Uh, bigger 2-0 fraud. <laughs> Atlanta or Tampa Bay? Which one? Yeah, you have to go with Atlanta. Um, Desmond oh. Ritter has really struggled in these first couple games. Tampa Bay has shown us at least that you know Baker Mayfield is not great, but he's a professional quarterback. He understands how to keep control of those games. That defense looks really solid. So I think Tampa Bay is definitely the better of those two teams. What are how do you rate the Commanders? Sam Howell actually looks pretty good. What has been what have been your takeaways from the Washington team so far? I was really hoping you weren't going to ask me that because I have not had a lot of time to watch both of those Washington games. This is a team that I'd sort of written off coming into the year, but you look at some of the numbers here, Sam Howell seems to be good. He he understands Mm -hmm. what to do here. It is a team that does have some talent from a skill position perspective. You know, Brian Robinson Jr. running the ball really well. Gibson is a really nice third down back. Dotson is great. McLaurin had a big game yesterday. So, as much as I think you have to be impressed with the comeback, you have to be impressed with the team that, you know, Rivera and Vianney have done a nice job of getting to be focused, but I'm going to wait and see what happens when they play the Cowboys and the Eagles. I don't expect that to go well. So until such time, I'm going to uh, say Washington is not for real. Who, who might be that last team to get into the NFC playoffs uh, when it comes to power ranking who these wildcard teams are? First one's going to be the loser between the Eagles and Cowboys. I think that's safe. Second might be the second place team in the NFC West, perhaps. But who that last playoff spot go to? I, I think it's going to be an NFC South team. I think somehow we're going to sneak two of these teams in there. Um, I think Tampa Bay is really solid at this point. Both of those teams. Everyone in the NFC South has a really easy schedule. Um, if you go back and look through some of the teams that they play, so I, I'm going to go with kind of a wild card there. It's going to be either Atlanta or Tampa Bay sneaks in as the, as the seventh team. Ooh, I don't mind that because like the North is the worst division in the conference. Kind of under the radar. Everybody de- declared the South. It's the North, 100%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you might be right. Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noops, a.k.a. the Dairy King from BetUS. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, all of our plays for tonight's Monday Night Football doubleheader. That's right here on the BetQL Network.